best, ye land lovers. This here be the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Please come aboard, all ye. My my first mate is on fire again. <laughs> she, Dude! She's, she's flailing. You have to wonder why? No. Did you see we, the episode? Yes, I did. Did, we, did you see the end of the episode? I did. Now you know I'm flailing. Yes. So we. Uh, this is Jeff Roney, and I'm joined by my lovely wife. Colleen Roney. And we are from Southern California. We are indeed. But... We could be from Oz, I guess. We're crazy today. <sighs> so this is podcast episode 209. The show notes with all of our notes and different things and links can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 209. I'll try to contain myself. We did, in fact, watch the episode called Witch Hunt. Yeah. Which uh, actually is a song by Rush as well. Oh, well, which isn't is that a Canadian progressive rock band. So yes. there's that. Which is also reminiscent of what? What 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 other show does that or did that? I I don't know. Lost. Yes, that's right. Lost used to name a lot of their episodes after songs. Very good. And ding ding. So Do I get a gold star? R- yeah, gold star. Gold starfish? Yes. She's on fire. She's on fire. <laughs> so excited. I All can't right, even so let's it. jump into the episode. <clears throat> the first scene when Zelina was basically going through Regina's things reminded me of a victor enjoying the spoils of mm-hmm, war. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually, I mentioned that in season one when Emma was wearing Regina's blouse. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the victor wearing something from the... You know, the vanquished foe or the foe. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, so Zelina mentioned a family living on the worth of the gyms. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, I wonder if these gyms were retrieved by the seven dwarves for the evil queen. Because she, you know, she mentioned all these different gyms and diamonds and this and that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they are, they dig for gyms. Right. Uh, Zelina also mentioned that Regina was uh, just left them all behind. So Zelina definitely is an opportunistic person. Sure. We will probably loop back and talk about that yeah, later on. Yeah, we will. Uh, in the episode. Yes. But um, I wrote down maybe Regina will use an opportunity when Jean, when Zelina is not expecting it mm-hmm. to win her kingdom back. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. Uh so such pretty things she said wasted on Regina. This is Alina talking. Right. And it reminds me of a cutting joke that somehow sometimes stand up comedians use about women and they say, That's a pretty dress, too bad it's on you. Mm. You know. 
women just can be mean. Right. And, and the little things that she was saying about Regina, uh, as we go, it loops back to the end when they have their conversation. And she is just mean. She's very mean. Oh, my but, God. But let's face facts. I mean, unfortunately, there are some people out there, both men and women, but yeah, there are some right. people out there who actually will say just the meanest, nastiest things to make themselves feel better about themselves. Right. And that actually ties in with probably what we'll be talking exactly. about later on as well. We exactly. know we know what Regina thinks about sitting in her chair. But what about throwing things on her floor? Ooh. I mean, she was going through her closet and throwing stuff on the floor. Oh, yeah. And I even wrote, heck, what would Eduardo Castro say about <gasps> that? Can you imagine? Those beautiful costumes. Wicked witch, nothing. Eduardo will crawl in there and knock you out. <laughs> You don't throw things that he creates on the floor. You just don't do that. Yeah. All right. They were they were replicas. They weren't the I real ones. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so it seems as if um, Zelina had not been in the castle very long because nope. she seemed like she was seeing things for the first time. Yeah. So, I, I you know, I wrote down a flashback scene maybe. I, I don't know. So... Right. Well, in the and, and again, based on what we're what we're going to talk about in a little bit here, we know that it hasn't been very long. Yeah. Because she just got in there, mm-hmm. and we know how she got in there. So, if you've been listening to the podcast since season one, and I I hope so, but if not, welcome. Anyway, uh, there's some good episodes back in the day. Um, I I talked a lot about the color of smoke. Yes. And what the different colors meant. Right. It was my kind of pet little thought process. And yes. Anyhow, so definitely green is Aussian. Sure. And that's the Wicked Witch's smoke. Right. And I noticed she was wearing an emerald ring as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. again, we talked about the emerald, uh, you know, pendant around her neck being potentially Oz, you know, or piece of Oz. I would imagine that the emerald ring was probably part of that, too. Yes, and Zelina liked the gray dress of Regina's on her. It's a midnight blue, but yeah. Midnight blue, and I wonder what season that was. You know, I mean, women talk about seasons and colors. Season one. No, 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 no. What I mean is the the, the color (laughs) and seasons and things. Oh, dark jewel tones like that are typically uh, falls and winters. Yeah. So I guess Zelina's a fall or winter. All right. Actually, with her red hair. She's probably more an autumn or summer. Uh, I, anyway. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, a summer, yeah. or even a spring possibly, but more likely a summer. I, I have fearful respect for redheads. <clears throat> I do not want to go into it, but I'll just say that. Yeah. I married a redhead. We'll just keep on talking about the show. My hair has a show. reddish cast to it, too, by the way. You're a nice redhead. Just saying. All right. <laughs> uh, so I, I wrote down, I wonder if Walsh is a bit like the mirror slash genie slash Sydney Glass and is in love with Zelina. Oh, possibly. And is that why he was chosen to be the right hand flying monkey? Is because of his adoration? Devotion. Yeah, his devotion. Because you know, you know, you, you say sometimes not to you, <laughs> but sometimes men tell women that oh, you're lovely because they're afraid or they want something. But maybe he really felt that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, she goes, "Well, of course I do." Mm, you know, mm, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ruby. Ruby was there in the uh, Enchanted Forest. And in well, Storybook, too. But oh, yeah. we'll get there. <clears throat> oh, yes, indeed. She mentioned in an interview that she didn't want to. She wanted to return, but not in the uh, booty shorts. 
Nice. The booty shorts have returned. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that we in a bit. We'll talk about that. Anyway, Ruby was in the Enchanted Forest, and she was not too trusting of Regina. Mm. She mm-hmm. was just not trusting. Unfortunately, the town folk have um, not learned how to but, forgive as quickly but as it was, yeah, Emma yeah, and Snow. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so Robin's son Roland is so cute. He's adorable. Such a little cute boy. He is. Yes. He's darling little dark-headed baby. And so we learn more about this castle of uh, Snow slash Regina's. Mm-hmm. There are tunnels to the castle yes. we did not know about. No. Um, and I but wonder who dug those tunnels. If you think about it, though, I'm pretty sure most castles have those hidden tunnels. That yeah. was the whole point. I mean, it was that is a good defense. Yep. So, uh, and it was interesting that Regina said the, the, the tunnels are under the spell. I don't, these spells are not too powerful. If they only have well, no. a, a, a depth of, I don't know, nothing. No, no, no. it would have covered feet. the ground. Think about uh-huh. it. Think about it. It would only cover the ground because who would think you'd get underneath? And by the way, let's face facts. As we are going to mention later. I think there was a reason why she only protected yeah. to the ground level. And and we've actually heard more of these like little um little loopholes around these sure. curses because remember Ariel would swim underneath. Well, sure. Right? sure. So there there's they've gotten around mm-hmm. these things before. The, well, think about it. These protection spells are not 360 degrees. Oh. They're only 180, which covers the ground to the to the sky and that's then it. Okay. Above it. Then they're acme Spells <laughs> by the company Acme in the in Bugs the Roadrunner and uh, oh, Coyote, Coy- cartoons. Coyote cartoons. They're not that good. They're kind of good, but they're not that well, good. Well, so. they're good enough because most people don't think about how you get around it. Right. Right? It would take too long to dig underneath. Theoretically, not right? if you're a dwarf with a well, good pickaxe. Okay. All right. Anyway. So, uh, all right. Um. Lower the shield, definitely a Star Wars reference. Oh, very much so. And there was another force choking in here, so there's a little Star Wars. Oh, but yeah. There's also that other science fiction franchise. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in, yeah, we in will. a bit. We will. All right. Uh, Regina could turn an impish flying monkey into a gray um, stuffed monkey. Yeah. Or teddy monkey, if you want to call that. Stuffed animal. Uh, that looks like he could be cast in a next Toy Story movie, maybe. <laughs> he could, actually. Because we were at Disneyland last night, and we saw the um, the pink teddy bear. Yes, we that did. That was Lotso. in Toy Story, whatever. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 3. And I was just, I, that's the first thing I looked, I said, Toy Story. Mm. Stuffed monkey. I don't know. All right. Uh, Regina's action uh, began to build a friendship in contrast to her comment uh, to snow about the forest smelling Robin Hood, and, and the action was to save Roland right from this flying monkey, right? And turn the flying monkey into the uh, stuffed animal. Now, my question is, was that Walsh? See, I don't know because if so, then how did he get away to go? Because this is before Walsh ends up in you know the real world. So, me thinks it was not necessarily Walsh. Okay. It might have been another yeah. monkey. Yep. Because <clears throat> at that point in time, Walsh may have already been on his way to New York. Right. So anyway, I just I wanted to ask because it could have been just, you know, uh, Flying Monkey number six. I don't know. Right. Number eight something. Uh, all right. Maybe it's number two. Number two. Or three. 
There's a joke there, and I'm not going there. No, I wasn't playing the joke there. I'm just saying but, maybe he was second in command. So Robin Hood saved <clears throat> Regina from the flying monkey in the last episode. Right. And Regina saved Roland from the next flying monkey. Yes. And so Robin and Regina are basically two, in this instance, two misunderstood heroes. Exactly. And I thought it was a sweet moment that they kind of had that. And yep. uh, it was... Uh, a bristly beginning of a friendship. It was not, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, Emma, the police detective, begins her questioning <laughs> with, uh, you know, the, the, the group there. And except for the obvious condition of uh, wink snow. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, you know, the obvious. <laughs> but she wanted to, she was asking questions and all this stuff. It it did, there was a lot of uh, police uh, television show shtick tonight. There was a couple of things. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me let me continue. I'll get to more of it. Okay. All right. So Snow was telling her story. Then everyone, everything went black when she was talking about right the change. Uh, and I I wrote in or green maybe, but she mm-hmm. said black. Mm-hmm. Uh charming uh said waking up in our beds like it was any other morning in Storybrook and to me it sounded like the Storybrook timeline uh of the record skipping in season 1. It's kind of like we just woke up and it was just like any other day. Yeah. Cuz when Graham was talking to Snow in the classroom and um, Graham said, how long have I known you? It's like, I've always known you. So it was just yeah. kind of this kind of thing. It just reminded me of that. And it was yeah. uh, highlighted in Welcome to Storybrooke to see that kind of over and over and over. Uh, Hook. Oh, boy. He's naughty. Hook is naughty. He he will say a naughty thing, but it doesn't sound naughty, but it is naughty. <laughs> he said it was all, he said almost harvest time, but can't remember the planting to Charming. <laughs> About snow. Oh, yeah. And he goes, it's bad luck, mate. <laughs> That's naughty. You know what I mean? It's a very polite way of being naughty. We yes. are, we, we are, number of people have said this is a family-friendly podcast. We do our best. Although I know we have a mixed audience of all well, kinds sure. of different yeah. broad, uh, folks out there, audience. which is great. Perfect. Oh, yeah, we love love it. it. But uh, anyway, it's in the show. <laughs> I wrote yep. down what he, wrote, what he said. Mm-hmm. That's naughty. Hook is naughty. All right, uh, Emma and Hook, the good cop and the bad cop. You know, because you got, you know, Emma asking questions and then Hook kind of chiming in, you know, and fills in more of the gaps of, uh, well, this happened and that happened and this. And it was just, it was nice yeah, they were kind of funny, yeah. working together. Mm-hmm. Snow stands up for Regina. Yep. And uh, that was nice. Uh, you know, just the complete <clears throat> opposite. So. Snow's always loved Regina as a yep. stepmother and has always wanted to have a relationship with her. And that's the, I mean, even when Regina was trying to kill her, she still wanted to have a relationship with her. Yeah. You know, she saved, spared her life a couple of times, you know. And so it's, it's kind of nice to see her continuing that. She has reason, <clears throat> excuse me, more than ever to, you know, well, not as much now, but she had plenty of reasons to, you know, want to blame her and she doesn't. Yeah. All right, so Emma's demeanor during the whole scene with uh, Charming and Snow uh, reminded me of uh, the demeanor during the disappearance and alleged death of Catherine. Just that mm-hmm. whole kind of, mm-hmm. you know, police. She Matter had her, of fact. Yeah, she had her police face on, just really um, 
talking and asking questions. So now Hook knew more. Hook, how Hook knew about the curse and how to find Emma. He said as as he was sailing the realms. Mm-hmm. Was he going through portals or just sailing around? I was wondering. He, he, I think sailing is 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 outside of realm jumping or whatever. Okay. Uh, he said a bird landed on his ship's wheel with a note, and the that ocean tide is like. Right, we'll get there in a second. He said, and and I that was exactly how the note was delivered to Neil and broken. Yeah, by a bird. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, anyway, and a vial of memory potion tied to its leg. So there's the Monty Python jokes about the <laughs> African swallow or the other swallow. What is How the airspeed of an right. unladen mm-hmm. swallow? Right. African or European? You bet. And they're just, just all going through my head. But uh, what was interesting is Hook in the last episode said he gathered the parts for the potion. Remember? Well, and that's the thing. I mean, he, I think he lied. Well, I think he maybe. made it because it was a complete potion tied to that poor bird's leg flying around. Well, was the note on how to make the potion? Maybe no, he said, and the vial of of potion. Then yeah, so then I don't know what he was looking for. Maybe there were still some parts that were missing, and that's why he needed to go finish it. But there, there are some very strong animals tonight, and this one was one of them. We what? had this this novella Hello. of all these things to do, and this vial of potion. They stretched the poor. That was a big bird. It was a big bird. It wasn't some little blue bird, like you know, snow would have. I'm not it. trying to get goofy, but are we talking about a big bird? <laughs> are we talking about uh, not Sesame on. Street big bird? I I'm will, talking about like an on. eagle kind of a thing. I mean, it's got to be like a falcon or a phoenix. Or... No, I'm not thinking that because that's a- abnormally huge. Right. I'm talking like seriously, like a big old falcon, right? Hawk, condor. Of some sort. Well, I don't know if I'd go condor. I'd just All go right. for sure hawk. So and uh, falconry was big in that time. That's true. All right. The message by bird is one of Snow's methods of communicating. And we, we've known that since season one. Correct. She sent a little message to Charming. Uh, but also, August sent one to Neil in Broken. Right. So I think August is on the list of who sent the message. That's what I think. He's supposed to be a little boy again, though. He could he could still write and maybe have his dad check the spelling. <laughs> he doesn't remember that he was a grown up. Uh, I'm kind of thinking Pinocchio. Not so much. That is wonderful. Okay, I got to go. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, uh, so the the team seven is down to four. It said Bashful's not answering, and I was thinking maybe Sleepy is sleeping. Well, he does possibly. fall asleep. Yeah, we saw happy. We saw grumpy. Yep, and but we Team Seven needs to be quicker on the texting back because happy just freaks out and just well, yeah. and he gets grumpy all wound up, and then grumpy's running around <laughs> telling everybody. Yeah, I have a joke about grumpy. I'll be reading in a little bit. Grumpy. Okay, bashful is missing. As is, did they say who else was missing? No, probably sneezy. <clears throat> I didn't see sneezy. Maybe. I didn't see Sneezy. Dopey? Probably Dopey. You think? All right. Uh, Storybrooke folks are disappearing. That would give Adam and Eddie an opportunity to have Megan a part of the show for part of season 3B, but not all the time. Because yeah. there's this kind of wonder and who's disappeared and why and where right. are they. Right. Uh, 
Hook's look when Neil was mentioned was oh, something else. That was that was kind of. Hmm. I feel bad for him. But his his comment, he'll turn up. He always does. It was like, dang it. Well, yeah, because, <clears throat> again, he was more concerned that she was asking about Neil. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem particularly thrilled to see him. And so he's thinking, well, maybe I have a chance to woo her. And then when she starts asking about Neil, he's like, well, forget it. I got no chance now. Yeah. Now but he's still going to try. Right. Now, when I write these things down, I don't know the entire episode because some of this stuff's going to be kind of dumb like well jeff we we know that that's not right but i said neil may have left um to go find rumple's estate and it's possible because he told charming that yeah because look i'm gonna go yeah we don't know, you know whatever we don't happen to him and there's probably something in that magic closet you know with the blood magic thing or whatever but anyway i wrote a blood magic cure for zelina's curse we don't need that now but Blood magic. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of highlighting that for a little discussion later. Yep. A way to find communicate with Rumple. Again, I yeah. didn't know the end of the episode at this point. Uh, what about the enchanted sand dollar? I'm just writing questions down. Yeah. Uh, some folks set up camp near the edge of town. Why a camp? I'm just wondering why. Because that's why out in the open. I don't know. Well, in, a, in the middle of nowhere. I, camp. Well. They all have homes. There's woods out there. Maybe they're afraid to go back to them. All right. And Uh, some of them actually weren't from there, so they didn't have homes. Robin Hood and his merry band, a band of merry men, they didn't didn't have homes in Storybrooke originally because they were never part of the original curse. Yep. Oh, we'll get to them in a minute, too. Yeah, we will. Oh, yes. Uh, To get their memories back, Emma needs to find out who took them uh, in the first place. Yep. The game is afoot. Yes. wrote. Yes. And I said, I guess there might be a bit of Sherlock Holmes and Storybrooke after all. Mm-hmm. Even though that was who uh, Graham was going to be initially. Mm-hmm. Not the Huntsman, but Sherlock Holmes. But yeah. Maybe they got, uh, Adam and Eddie got their wish. So Belle read about Oz. Belle reads about everything. Well, but, of course. Uh, uh, She's Regina very called well read. her. Yeah. Regina called her the bookworm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I guess Regina is the new Sawyer. If you she watch Lost, kind of, you know what I'm talking she about. She kind of is. Yeah. She really is. She, you know, uh, if you've never seen Lost, Sawyer had these little nicknames for everybody. Yeah. Some of them were nice and some of them were not. Yeah. Anyhow. And by the way, Sawyer can still call me Freckles anytime he wants. Oh, boy. Do you need a moment? No, I don't. I'm All fine. Right. Thank you. Uh, east or West? Uh, Grumpy <laughs> said one you drop a house on, the other you throw a bucket of water Which on. Which I so. thought was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Yeah. There were a couple of funny, funny quotes in tonight's episode. Oh, we haven't got to the funniest one yet. I, no, I know. There's one I laughed out loud. Yeah, but there's a bunch of there were yeah. a bunch of funny ones, and, and of course, Grumpy had a lot of the really funny lines. Regina, Regina said she never met Zelina, mm-hmm. but she seems to know all about her. Well, sure. That's what I wrote down. Uh, so Regina is pulling an Obi Wan, lowering the shield. Remember Obi-Wan yeah. and that little thing? And he went and yeah, yeah, yeah. made the noise and the stormtroopers went off in the other direction and he lowered the... Anyway. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and and I said, she's doing an, she's pulling Obi-Wan to Charming's hand Solo. Okay. Because she said, look, I'm going to lower the shield and then you can do whatever Bring you Bring in want. your army. And so that's... Han Solo said, you know, you take care of that tractor beam, we're out of here. Right on. So uh, Regina said it was a one-woman job. 
go women. You can Woo-hoo! do that. You can do that. Go and <laughs> you don't need a you don't need an army. Just you. You know <laughs> well, what you're doing. Regina is an army of one. that's right. With fireballs and she's all that kind formidable. of stuff. She can take care of herself. And she said, even if the lollipop guild is protecting, <laughs> <laughs> protecting Zelina, it doesn't matter. That was pretty so funny. So I wrote sweet. So there you go. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, the hero faces the trials alone. And yeah. I was thinking that was very like a samurai movie and different mm-hmm. things where you're on your own to prove yourself and to get through uh, the difficulties. But it did not last. No. The alone part. Uh, Ruby's back in my favorite outfit. Oh, oh boy. That was yeah, nice. I know. Uh, Ruby's legs have a scene. Again, that's that's my. It was quick, but it was it was there. It was there. And uh, Henry not knowing anything is kind of a fun twist because everyone's kind of, uh, well, you know, uh, blah, blah. Yeah, it is just the whole phoenix. And here, it's been done a million times, but it's still a lot of yeah. fun when yeah. you, yeah, when two people are trying to have the same story, but they really haven't worked on it. You just, yeah, that was that whole scene was. Where really are you guys funny. from? Phoenix here. Uh, how, where, how do you know my mom? Phoenix here? Yeah. What? All around? Wait. Here? Yeah. But you were in Phoenix because of that thing. Yeah, we yeah. were cellmates. Cellmates. <laughs> what did you, what were, what were you in for? Banditry? Banditry. <laughs> sounds like something you would say. Yeah. See? That did, that made me laugh. It just totally sounded like a made up word that you would come up with. Um, I love the look in his face like, okay. All right, I'm going to go back to the video game now. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I said uh, Phoenix cellmates banditry. Oh my God, that's what I wrote. Down. <laughs> um, you know, and and Snow went back to her own self. She said, "Well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> we just need to find a way to move on." Yep. So you know, funny. and it is interesting. It's kind of like talking to your mom yeah. about things when you they were your age. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, most of the time it's like, oh, you don't do that. You, I would never do that. And then you say, well, wait a minute. What, what about when you were my age? Well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, you know, you're friend, you know. Yep. Oh. So, Parents they, always say, don't do that because they know, right. typically because they've been there. Right. Sure. Not always, but in a lot of cases. And then they like, get yeah, the, well, we all make mistakes. Right. But you didn't want me to. I know. But yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, so Regina and Emma about Henry. That little talk and that kind of back uh, alcove of grannies in front of the the, uh, jukebox Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was just, it was really touching. This episode was like a great meal. Mm -hmm. There were certain little tastes that were just incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was one of them. Yeah. Just, you know, she said, you know, why are you here? Well, you know, basically, why did you bring that hurtful thing from my past here? Yeah. I was fine before. I just let it go. I walked away. I took Snow's advice. I put my heart in there. I walked on. I'm going to get over. I don't know when, but uh, it was just really a great scene. Yeah, it was. And, um, And Regina's leg make an appearance, so. (laughs) <laughs> hashtag awesome so there you go all right uh, so um 
I wrote this, and it was very, very telling. Regina begins to understand the pain of being under a curse. Mm-hmm. That's high like that. Yeah. Because she's never really understood that. Because she said she cast curse to hurt other people. Right. And it's now hurting her. Right. And she called it torture. Yeah. And she also kind of made you know a little joke about uh, Emma's superpower. And she goes, well, you got a better idea? That's, that's, that's all I got. Uh, so the Merry Men and Storybrooke. That's a Broadway show. You know? Uh, Little John, or a band. Um, Little John could help out the Walking Dead. He, except he was not very accurate. Oh, oh, gotcha. Daryl would have to really kind of help him out. You know what? Daryl would have to teach yeah. him a thing or two. I haven't been keeping up with Walking Dead. I don't know who's still around. But anyway, Daryl. I was always a fan of Daryl. Yeah, everybody um, But Little John stole it. And Robin Hood just gave him a little chastising about it. Yeah. What would you do that for? You yeah. Know? Well, the owner didn't look like he was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I swear I saw a guy that looked like Jace Robertson with them. <laughs> I, From I swear. Duck Dynasty? Yes. Yeah. In the Merry Man. Okay, that's funny. Out, I totally in, the, out in the forest. I missed w- it. With a crossbow. Mm. It all kind of makes sense. It's yeah. either a Duck Dynasty walking dead kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? So, well, anyway. I mean, if you think about it, actually, what it is, is it's a nod to the fact that in the force, they would have had their own bow and arrow. And mm-hmm. here they've got a modernized version of the same thing. It's an updated version. Remember that whole through the looking glass that I was talking about? Yes. This yep. is a reflection of yep. that life for them. And especially right now, because this is all brand new for them. They have no idea what they've stepped into. Yeah. That's what's kind of interesting about this whole thing. Yeah. Right. Wait a minute. There's a swimsuit sports illustration. Okay, yeah. Let's um, there. The wild turkey. That was just a joke there. <laughs> uh, I said, was little John drinking wild turkey before taking that shot? There you Might go. have been. All right. Uh, so if Walsh picked up little John, I wrote, he's a, <laughs> I, can't, I, I just get little John, the rap artist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, if that was Walsh and he lifted up Little John, he must have been doing P90X because, you know, Little John. He's not. Hefty a, fella. He's he's a big guy. Yes, he is. He's not little. He's nope. not teeny tiny. No, not like our not. little girl. No way. Mm-mm. She's little. All right. In the next scene, when Robin Hood was kind of taking Emma to the scene of the uh, flying monkey napping. Uh, I was just Storybrooke CSI. That's all, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, against probably my my better judgment, uh, I did write a few uh, a few little catchphrase jokes. Uh, I've got three of them. Okay. I, you, you may not let me do all three of them, but oh. uh, so so who is the guy that used to be in the movies but was in the thing and always would say those phrases before the thing? Who's got the red hair? In the what? CSI. Oh, David Caruso. Yeah, David Caruso, you know. Yeah. You know, he was so, on CSI Miami. Right. So the only key to this case will be a Hmong key. <laughs> so I've, wow. got, I've, got two, I've got two more, I swear, and that's it. No more. Uh, this flying monkey has got to go celebrate somewhere, and I know where to find him. 
at the monkey bar. <laughs> okay, there's only one more, I wow. swear. Wow. <laughs> Uh, this case, <laughs> this case won't take long. This monkey was sick because he flew. <laughs> All right. All right. We usually don't have fun like this on the uh, first thought. So I wow. may cut that out. We'll see. All right. So I, 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 I don't have words for that right now. <laughs> But I will momentarily because, um, yeah, I'm going to have some words for that. So What's the matter? Yeah. Let's see if I can find my my little um, thing there. Yeah. We'll have to see. What are you doing? Oh, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Yeah. All right. So we will continue. So there was something about crossing the town line that kind of triggered the flying monkey. I don't know why. I don't know what. And uh, so Emma said he, al- uh, you know, he almost, she almost married a flying monkey. And then, <laughs> and then Hook said, you know, yeah, you're a monster. And then Charming said, wait a minute, you almost got married? I, did you not hear me mention the monster? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of really funny, there sticky some, jokes, man. And, like, and Hook's been Hook's been involved in some of those one-liners. He's been really yeah. he's really snappy with that. I like it. So the city hall scene uh, was similar to the town line group in We Are Both, mm-hmm. and like Daddy, like Daughter, uh, Emma was calming the town down, or at least trying trying to. to. And uh, I guess when people aren't calm, they really get thirsty. Because in one of the shots, there were two full pitchers of water on that those front desks. The tables, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the very front. I, I don't know. I guess people were really thirsty. Maybe. That's kind of up where Zelina was sitting. So she maybe got some. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and also the Regina kind of throwing the curse thing reminded me of... Um, I maybe we maybe it was we are both, but it was the one where Doctor Whale took the mob and and went to her house. Yeah, remember that? You know, and she did that, and the magic didn't work that time. It yeah, was kind of yeah. similar, so it, yeah, it finally I guess worked. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, but Regina did not cast the curse. No, and Doctor Whale still carries a grudge against Regina. He sure. just doesn't let let it go. He needs to let it go. He does. And it looked like it was Emma versus Regina again. Yeah. But? That was freaking awesome. Yeah. That was a twist I did not see coming. I'm like, really? Really, Am I Really? You're going to fall for this baloney from the townspeople? Yeah. Come on. You know better than this. I'm like, why is she falling? You know, why is she falling for this? Why is she going after Regina? Blah, blah, blah. It just, I didn't get that. And then all of a sudden, I love the whole, do you think they bought it? Oh, that was brilliant. Yep. Uh, mob mentality. It reminded me of season two, and there were actually two kind of mob scenes. Do you remember? One was Doctor Whale um, going yeah. to Regina's house. The other one was with who? And about what? Remember? Um. Um. It's King George. King George. Looking at looking for Ruby. Oh. Yes. Yes. And I'm pretty sure there was probably a mob scene at some point in time for the doctor 
Don't you think? Don't you remember? Was there one in the doctor? I don't. Coming after his brother or not yet? Because uh, Frankenstein, of course, had the mob scene, the angry mob. Right. We'll 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 let some of the listeners. Yeah, they can they can that. share that with us. All right, uh, Zelina was bl- uh, Zelina blended in with the crowd. Well, yeah, because she's not green. Right, um, but she wasn't. <clears throat> another good point. How did she turn green? And, and you mentioned not? right, and you mentioned that uh, Rumple turns green here and there, right, back and forth. He can so, keep his. He can yeah. change that apparent the appearance of his skin depending on where he is. Well, based on the dagger as well. Well, that too, yeah. but I think yeah. that yeah, he well because when they went to Neverland, mm-hmm. he went back in his his right. dark one clothing, but he didn't go with dark one skin. Mm-hmm. And she, when she ended up in Storybrooke, is no longer green. But why not? Yep. All right. So uh, Robin Hood is a hunter, and he was telling Regina that the flying monkey wasn't after his son, Roland, but right. actually was after Regina, because yeah. he said, you know, that's the second time. And I love... Uh, I love how Regina is just trying to keep him at arm's length. Yep. Um, but, you know, what I wrote is Regina's action to save Roland was even nobler. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the most noble things uh, on you know list of 10 that I've ever seen her do. Because she didn't have to. No. But she did it because it was the right thing to do. Right. Which, which I thought was just... Yeah. Fan- there, there was little moments throughout that I, I got... I got uh, goosebumps mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, and that was one of them where you kind of realize that, wow, mm-hmm. that was an unselfish thing. You know, it wasn't just for her; it was just really cool, right? And then I wrote, uh, "Robin likes Regina." Robin likes <laughs> Regina. You know, it, it's it's the old, it's the old when you are with a a you know youth group or group of friends or whatever, and somebody goes, "I'm going to take a walk," and then some person goes along with them mm-hmm. hey i was just kind of worried i want you to be alone <laughs> why are you here oh, I, just, yeah, I don't want you to be alone okay you know, so anyway you know uh all right so uh robin owes regina a debt for saving his son right and she said don't get in my way yeah. Again, the 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 bristly the bristling relationship is kind of starting to build. Starting to be a little flirtatious. Uh, Emma and Regina working together uh, when Regina's trying to replicate that memory spell. Mm-hmm. You know, she's told Emma, "Thank you." It was just one of those yeah, one of those times. Mm-hmm. You just are really really cool. And I wrote uh, Emma's superpower works. She knew. Well, she yeah. knew that Regina was telling the truth. So yeah, I I love that whole exchange and her saying, you know, um, I know you're not lying. She goes, I can't live without him. Yeah. She's like, see, you're not lying. So I love that. I did. I really love that whole exchange between the two of them. I thought it was a really good um, good scene. And um, I wrote down, I. <clears throat> Dash we, but it should have been we and I because Robin said when we mm-hmm. do thus and so. She goes, no, 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 I am going to do that. Right, so right, you, right, you're, right. I don't know why. You're, well, you know, she she knows why he's there, but yeah. you know. So, um, 
And then it's Raiders of the Lost Kingdom. We have booby traps and oh, yeah. we have little squares on the floor with no letters on it. But definitely it was a Raiders tip right. of the hat and for actually, sure. And actually, you don't want to step on the squares. You want to step yeah. in between them. Yeah. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. And it forced them to be really, really close to each other. And that whole scene was very flirtatious. Very flirtatious. I liked full, it. Full on. I'm waiting for her to see his tattoo and realize that this is the one that Tinkerbell wanted her to be with. Yeah. And then that's going to be where it's going to be real interesting. Yeah. She hasn't seen the tattoo yet. So when she sees it, then she's going to be like, <gasps> You know, one of the greatest things. I love things- that because she hasn't seen the tattoo, she's not predisposed to fall mm-hmm. in love with him. It's right. going to happen organically. And that's even better. The, the fun thing about the whole romance part of a relationship, a pre-relationship, whatever, is the the, the flirtatiousness of it. Mm-hmm. It's this dance. Mm-hmm. You know, you you never want to completely say, "Oh my gosh, I am in love with you." When you first meet somebody, you yeah. have to. It's a dance. You don't play all your cards, right. and you you flirt and you. It's like in school. You know, you always. Um, tap and harass the other person on the on their wrong shoulder, mm-hmm. and then what? What? I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Or you hit them and the when you sock them in the shoulder or something, yeah. and yeah. it's just that you mm-hmm. know you act the opposite of what you are. Yeah. So, uh, you know that. Okay, so when I saw the open door, see a lot of this stuff was pretty obvious to me. And I said, maybe the blood and the potion allowed Zelina to leave a trap for Regina, meaning opening that door. Right. Because when we heard Regina say, I locked that door with right. my blood magic, only I can open that door. Right. And um, so anyway, uh, that's when I said, no, 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 Re- Zelina's using that blood that she got from Regina. It was very obvious. And uh, so we'll we'll get to some other things where I think people were lying to us. So we'll get to that in a little bit. We saw the crypt again. Yep. I haven't seen that uh, since uh, Cora, um, her death. And also Regina talking about the loss of Henry. You know, it's just very... What's the matter? Sorry. Lady's barking in her sleep. It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, these these mics are actually good and we're not going to pick it up. But yeah. They'll take your word for it. Little tiny oh, peep, just heard, peep. Yeah. Sorry, folks. She's dreaming about, I don't know. She's chasing dreaming about chasing, no, chasing the flying monkeys. She right. would get them. Yeah. Okay, so. The crypt. The crypt and uh, Regina. Regina. Sorry. Regina talking about the loss of Henry. Yes. And, you know, uh, we, we talked a lot about validation of things and you know when regina was talking to snow snow validated her mm-hmm. and said i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about uh and robin tried but mm-hmm. she really wasn't having any of it no but what I... she was focused on the 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 the, the hairpin with right. the thing that's where right. she was focused and that's that was when i when i saw that then i went oh my gosh that's why she volunteered yeah. to go in there she wasn't interested in really i mean she was i think i think she saw a, a dual opportunity one to be the hero and and you know save the the others from you know giving them a place for safe shelter 
um, by lowering the shield, but then the other one was to put herself out of misery, which is really kind of sad. But what I did find interesting about the conversation with her and Robin was that she revealed stuff to him that I don't think she would have done under normal circumstances because I think she realized she was going to be going to sleep. She didn't care that he knew, but I think she also kind of felt a little bit of a kinship with him because he revealed stuff about himself. It was a really interesting first date, so to speak. It was a getting to know you kind of a thing. And and that was one of the things that popped in my head was this is kind of like a first date, you know, um, whose crypt is this? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, just, it was little, little things about kind of like, Oh, where'd you grow up? You know what I mean? The typical, typical first date kind of conversation, but it was very deep, really quick because obviously they were on a mission. And, um, the fact that she kind of froze him so he couldn't stop her. But then she she kept stopping and listening to what he had to say. Mm-hmm. She didn't really want to go to sleep. She just knew she couldn't take the pain anymore. So I think she was looking for a way out and I don't I think it was interesting that he kind of talked her out of it essentially. That conversation So to speak. Yeah. That conversation reminded me of a conversation in season one when Grumpy was telling Snow mm-hmm. don't drink that forgetting potion or whatever right. it was called. Right. To basically unlove charming. Right. You know, he said, you know, she said, what if I could remove my pain? You know, in a way, Regina had done that already with that other potion to forget Henry. Right. Um, The one that she made in her uh, little area underground there. Sure. But um, but yeah, it was just the same thing. It was just like, don't do that. You know, Robin was pleading with her. Uh, uh, anyhow, he, he tried he and did. then she made his feet stick to the ground. Mm-hmm. All right. So when snow was reading the book about the baby <laughs> ailments, not ailments, just how, what, what to expect and, for a brand new yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. And, and it reminded me of a grandma watching a grandson doing something fun, like mm-hmm. playing a video game. Yeah nothing that's fun or interesting grandmas normally aren't really into like i'll take you to the library you can read a book no i'm I'm actually having fun i'm playing a video game like oh all right you know get my coat yeah this is again the polar opposite of henry henry would have been very interested in the books would have been very interested in the stories and this is very different this is not the same henry because again he has no memory what's going on because i think the real henry the real true you know nature of him it would have been would would have loved talking to snow yeah but again you know talking to mom's friend where's mom why am i being watched by this one and you know um her being pregnant, he doesn't know what to say to her. He doesn't know who she is. Right. You know, so it's real. And he doesn't realize the relationship that they have. So, of course, it's, you know, it's it's an awkward thing. And he is being a typical preteen, playing with a game. Yes. Not interested in, you know, yeah, I want to go read a book. I mean, there are some kids out there who do want to read, and I think that's awesome. And I hope that, you know, more parents encourage their kids to read books and, and you know, expand their imagination that way. But Because um, we're old fogies yeah, now. Yeah, we're old fogies. But, you know, look, yeah. games are awesome. I think there's some really fun ones out there, but I think it's, you know, there's a point where you want to make sure your kids read and stuff. So anyway, I'm too old to read now. Back okay. to that whole thing is what I thought was funny about that was, you know, Snow reading the what to expect when you're expecting mm-hmm. kind of a book. 
it was funny because, yeah, she didn't have a book back then. Right. She had nobody to tell her. She didn't know what to expect. And Emma was born immediately and was whisked away. So, I mean, she had no idea what to expect. So for her, this was like a, oh, my gosh, did you have any idea this was going on? This is crazy. And then, you know, she was a little concerned because, again, she didn't experience this with Emma at all. So I thought it was very fascinating when Zelina, of course, you know, started talking to her. Yes. And um, so Zelina said in Granny's that she missed the last curse. And I was thinking, where was Emma's superpower at that point? Emma wasn't there. It should have been going off the charts. Like, oh, no. Um, Anyway, but she, Zelina said, well, you're Snow White. Some of us are just supporting players. Right, so it's like, right, right. You know, Shakespearean or, you know, alluding to the film, something. Oh. Well, All it right. was, she did treat her like a celebrity. She's like, I can't believe, you know, mm-hmm. yep. Snow White. I mean, you're so famous. And then Snow's like, of course, no, I'm not famous. I'm just, and she's like, well, you were a princess. And that's, you know, so yeah, Zelina's downplaying who she is because, of course, she doesn't want Snow to figure out who she is. But I think that's actually being, she's being very truthful that, it, she is, you know, she is a supporting player. I don't think she's a. We're going to see what she is. We're going to see who she is. We're going to yep. see how this kind of plays itself out. So, uh, Zelina mentioned that she was a midwife, I think. Yes, she did. And she's but, seen lots of new mothers. Yes. And she was, uh, I said, working her way into Snow's life. Absolutely. Snow needed that. And then at that point, I believe that's why. That's exactly why Zelina cast that curse sure. for that moment right then. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, there's because- something to do. There's something about, look, Charming and Snow's first child, Emma, was the savior. Right. Okay. What's going to happen with the second baby? What's going to be special about this second baby? Mm-hmm. There's clearly something about it, which is why Zelina wants to be involved. She's going to endear herself to Snow so that she can somehow be involved with the baby. Yep. Because there's something about this baby that's going to be magical, special, wonderful, who knows what. So uh, I said, will, will she take Snow's baby? Has she taken Philip and Aurora's baby in the past? So that's... That's why she may not have touched Philip and Aurora's baby because... It's just Philip and Aurora's baby. There mm-hmm. may not be anything unique or unusual, whereas with Snow and Charming, it's going to be a very special baby, I'm sure. Okay, I'm going to read uh, uh, a lot of the things I wrote here. Regina, the science gal. Yeah. Uh, in the office there. And then Emma mentioned the wrong con, and I thought of the long con from Lost. Uh, and so trapping the perp. She mentioned mm-hmm. perp. Mm-hmm. And I was I wrote telephone teletype telegrumpy. When you want something to go around, just yeah. tell grumpy. Who is who is the 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 town chatterbox? And that would be grumpy. And then once that happens, I thought Zelina was going to run out of there or kind of kind of slink out of there, but she she didn't either. She got up, in between. She got up pretty pretty rushed. Yeah. And what was funny is grumpy had his back to the door. He didn't turn around look and see who ran off the door. Right. And I was expecting him to turn around and see that she was the one who left. Yep. But no, not so much. So flying monkeys and zombies have something in common. You get bit and then you turn into it. So there's that. Pretty much. More Walking Dead. Uh, There was a Once Upon a Time in Wonderland uh, connection tonight. Hook 
said the knaves bloody hell. There you go. He's never said that before. And Dr. Well mentioned that other uh, sci-fi franchise. Yes, he He says, I'm a doctor, not a vet. There you go. (laughs) That was pretty creepy when when little John was, like, transforming. Yep. That was really crazy. And the fact that they didn't see the tail, like, didn't, like, recognize that as being flying monkey. Mm. But apparently they, we have better vision than they do, and they're, like, right there. Because we can see clearly that it's a flying monkey. And they're all, oh, what's a flying creature? We don't know what it is. Yeah. It looks kind of like a monkey. And it's like, oh, my goodness gracious. It reminded me of uh, Jumanji a little bit. Yeah, the tail did. at first. Yeah, so, that yeah. was kind of creepy. All right, so Regina on a stakeout. That's and actually, wait, wait, I have to go back one little tiny step. I think that that was a teeny tiny little nod to Pinocchio. Okay, yeah, because, right, right, right. Because when Pleasure Island. when they went to Pleasure Island, when yep. they got when they converted and when they were turned into donkeys, the tail was the first thing to happen. Hmm. Yep. All right, uh, so Regina on a stakeout is probably my most favorite scene, well, of many favorite scenes, mm-hmm. but it was just like, this is what you do? I know, that was the most normal conversation and the most like mundane thing, and it was yeah. hilarious, because Regina's like, this is what you do for a living? Really? Yeah, pretty much the stakeout, so you don't get bored? No, I find ways to occupy my time, yeah, you know? St- you study fingerprints and then right. how to talk about things again and again and again. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, and Henry said or mentioned a hero would come back, and that's why Emma came back. Yeah. So a blood lock. Yes. So Zelina, I said Zelina's using Regina's blood. That's right. how she got in, and that's how she got out. Right. So. They think she's the most. She's more powerful than a bloodlock. No, yeah. she's yeah. not. It's no. a sm- it's smoke and mirrors, which yep. again is very much Wizard of Oz. By the way, mm-hmm. she learned that from the wizard. I'm sure if she's not the wizard herself, but she she's using she's using the information that they don't realize because all the information she told she had the conversation. We're talking about the conversation between her and Regina, right? Yep. Okay. So actually, I want to point something out very very quickly on that. Did you notice how Regina was about to administer the sleeping curse to herself? Right. The plucking of the uh, the needle. She was going to prick her finger on the needle, which is exactly how Sleeping Beauty did, Mm -hmm. only it was on a spinning wheel. Right. The bottom line is it was... And they did that also in season two with that uh, thing. Right. With with the blood. Right. When... um, Rumpel. The globe and all that, right? Yeah. When Rumpel mm-hmm. did that, but anyway, what I was going to say is the every the the whole point of that conversation, it was all just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Zelina does not have the power that everyone thinks she has. She's yep. able to. It's the three card Monty. She's able to kind of make you look over here while she's doing something else because she, you know, the bloodlock. She took Regina's blood. How did Regina not recognize that she'd been scratched by the monkey? Mm-hmm. But she won't put that together until she, you know, until later. I'm sure right. they'll eventually figure that out. So the monkey put the blood in the vial. Yep. And Zelina shook it up, and it glowed red. My guess is she drank it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then she would have Regina's blood in her own veins, which means she could then turn around and use the magic to open the doors and stuff. Right? That makes sense to me. Right. The other thing she mentioned was, you know, the big reveal, the big Star Wars reveal. I am your sister. Right. True. (laughs) When she said that, I'm going, really? Really? Because 
think about it. She got into the castle through the crypt mm-hmm. where Cora, beloved mother, I mean, it's almost too obvious because mm-hmm. then it, all she had, it was kind of like usual suspects. Well, yeah, leaving all the, the, the crumbs that, that kind of help exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just picked up on, on building. Yeah. She built up a story because mm-hmm. she picked up on that that was the case. She yeah. had to. Now, she already had Rumple. Right. Or she was going to get Rumple somehow, which is interesting because, again, when he, when he went wherever he went, you know, again, because I said from the beginning, he's not really dead. Where did he go? Mm-hmm. Maybe he ended up in Oz and that's how she ended up going where she needed to go. Well, and, and what he said is, and I don't know, we're jumping around a bit, but, and that's what he said. You should have never brought me back. Right. So. Right. From where we don't know. So so, but the point is, is that um, she's just. It's kind of like how the Wizard of Oz. If you think about it, you know Dorothy's dream, quote unquote, was about the farmhands being these characters. You know, the Tin Woodsman, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow, and the witch was, you know, the evil Mrs. Whatever Miss Whatever her name was, Gulch. Or, I don't know. I can't remember, but. She was she was imagining these people in these other roles, which is what I think Zelina was doing. Zelina is basically picking up on clues and using that to prey on Regina's mind, yep. so to speak. She's good at mind games. She has a little bit of magic. She probably learned, you know, a few tricks here and there. But again, smoke and mirrors. She doesn't have real true I don't think she has real true magic. I think she well, just knows well, how to manipulate really well. Well, she's got something, and she we does. don't know what, I'm, I'm, and we don't agree. know how. And that's what I'm saying. So. She has something, but I don't think she's as powerful as she mm-hmm. as she right. basically puts across. Right. And that's why I think she has got the blood in her. And at some point in time, is that going to wear out? Is it going to diminish? Is it what's going to happen? You know, because I mean, she only had so much of it. Right. She's going to need to get more in order to continue to to charade you know continue the charade i don't know but i do think that that's how she managed to get through there and then she picked up on the clues and she walked around and looked around the house i mean it's really not the castle it's really not hard to to find out about regina just by looking around the castle Mm -hmm. so so she's kind of acting like the wizard of oz in a way exactly she she is acting like she is this big you know, whatever. Big, powerful, whatever. And I mentioned at least two animated features that uh, I I kind of was thinking about. One was uh, Megamind. Mm -hmm. When the the villain was actually this kind of tossed-aside kid. Yeah. Because he was different. Right. And also uh, the Incredibles. Same thing there. Yeah, syndrome. And uh, so that's what it kind of reminded me of. And I think her story was true in that she was given up and sent away. Right. I don't know if it was Cora. It may have been Cora, possibly. Mm -hmm. But um, I I think there's parts of her story that are true and parts that are bold-faced lie. Right, right. And I don't believe that Cora's her mother. I don't believe that Cora had her beforehand. Unless Rumpel is her father, Cora and Rumpel had a baby, which is entirely possible, I suppose. And if that's the case, then that would explain why she's green. Yeah. But, I mean, even that is really, that's a kind of a stretch. But at the same time, I mean, that might be an interesting twist on everything. But I do think that she's, that she's you know, picked up on clues 
that she wouldn't have known any other way because she, again, came in through the crypt. She didn't come in through the front door. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the fact that Regina locked up the castle tight and then somehow she managed to get in there, that's, you know, again, because she managed to swipe her blood. Yep. Okay, so I've written a lot more notes than I think we're going to cover, so be sure to go to once upon a timepodcast.com slash 209 for all of my notes, and then you can say, oh, wow, um, that's true or not. Okay, Phantom Menace lowering the shields, that's yeah. what it reminded yeah. me of once she went into that uh, power thing coming out, and... Um, Actually, that reminded me of uh, a little bit of Lost, the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, controlling things by a light. Yeah. So anyhow, that. And I did want to talk about the when Regina met Henry. That mm-hmm. was so sad, but actually so good. I mean, she was really kind of dragging her heels about it. She goes, I don't think it's a good idea. And it was like, no, you know. You get to say you're an old friend. She goes, it's going to be hard. I don't I don't want to do it. So, you know, that's that's nice. I mean, it's it's almost like Henry kind of has amnesia and, and how you would deal with a, a person that has amnesia. Do you just tell them all this stuff or do you kind of tell them things slowly? Yeah. It is, it is a little bit like 51st Dates, a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, sort of, kind of, but not. Not really. Yeah. The the funny thing is, is yeah, that would be really, I mean, I, I wonder from an amnesiac's perspective how that would, you know, seem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's all about proof. It's you not know, the somebody, same. Somebody's telling you something. Like, well, anyone can tell me that. But Right, right. It would be really frightening to, like, not know anyone around you. Yeah. And they all know you and know things about you that you don't even know about yourself. I mean, that would be kind of, that would be kind of freaky and the funny thing is is, i mean that was actually henry again Mm -hmm. complete opposite like we've been saying you know this is the mirror going into the mirror here is we're looking at you know henry who knew everything and nobody else knew anything and he had to convince emma in order to give everybody their stuff back now we've got emma who knows everything she's and she doesn't have to convince anybody else they already know it so now they all have to try and convince henry without scaring him to death yeah and that's just that's wild I'm loving this direction. Yes. Loving, loving this direction that they're going in. Yep. So. Uh, I don't know that I mentioned uh, Regina's legs made a uh, appearance. You, oh, no, I? you mentioned that. Did I? You did. I'm also going to mention that Zelina's legs, or at least her ankles, made an appearance, too. Yes, so there yes, you go, I'm sure they did. If you're keeping score. <laughs> so, uh, a great episode. Lots of really nice things. Well, and, of course, we're, the... We're done? What? <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, go ahead. You you can cover the the big reveal at the end. Wow. Okay. So for starters, we get to the point of Zelina is carrying a tray, and it looked like I thought it was all all some of the potions that had come from Regina's office. Because remember when Regina and, and Emma went in there, when they caught her in there, and she disappeared in a puff of green smoke. Right. But be right. But, right. but before, where was she at, and where did she go down into? That's what I'm saying. Just wait a minute. Okay. So when I saw her co- go across the field there mm-hmm. from the kind of the house, I don't know which house that was, but it looked a little ramshackle. It wasn't really like, it wasn't the nicest house. It wasn't the worst, but it was kind of, you know, an average 
little farmhouse. She's walking across the the yard. She goes to this thing, but she was carrying a tray. And at first I thought it was full of potions from Regina's office that she was going to try and make it mix up her own potion. But then she opened the storm cellar. I thought, oh, she's going to go down there and she's got a little lab going on down there. And then she gets down there and she starts talking to someone. And I immediately said, she's got Neil. I immediately thought it was Neil. I'm like, oh, that's where Neil is. He's disappeared. She's got him because, again, he might play a key role to something, right? right. I figured, okay, this will be a nice little twist on that. And when she said, eat up, you want to, you know, whatever she said to him, just eat up. When he, when the hand grabbed her, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Neil. And then I turn, and then the camera turns and looks, and I literally screamed no, and scared did. the dog. She did. I that was just the best scene yeah. ever. And that's not Ugh. the first time he's been in a cell. Nope, <laughs> and nope. probably not the last. No. So. and he. Well, first of all, he looked really good. I have to say. Well, he was a little scruffy. He looked really good. Okay. And then when he was kind of like starting to talk and he was kind of crazy, I was like, oh, feed the mad. You feed the madness and it feeds, feeds on, on you. you. Exactly. Right. <gasps> That's the rumple stiltskin we all know. And then he did his crazy. rumple giggle. Laugh. Oh, yes, so. he did. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, that was awesome. Yes, indeed. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next. All right. Uh, so before we go, I want to play this. Uh, Sunday night is exciting again beyond just Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. And I want to play you a promo for another podcast that we don't do, but uh, that I think you should check out. So here we go. In the heart of the Midwest, a mystery is brewing. I want you to explain to me why a federal agency would issue a report for a boy who died 32 years ago. In the heart of a family, faith is being tested. The DNA test came back. Jacob is your son, Mr. Lex. In the heart of the listeners, questions will rise. Did I die? Did we all die? Noodle Mix Network, in partnership with MediaVoiceOvers.com, proudly present the one podcast that will get to the heart of what it truly means to be alive. Join Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrichs for Resurrection Revealed. Watch ABC's Resurrection, then subscribe to get to the heart of each episode. Follow on Twitter at ResurrectionPod and listen all season at ResurrectionRevealed.com. All right, we wish Wayne the best, and go check that yeah. podcast out. Uh, we did see the first episode. We really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, uh, that's it from us uh, about Witch Hunt and uh, the First Thoughts podcast episode about that. And uh, we, we have more more notes than time. I don't want to go too long, but anyway. Yeah. so. Dude. There was a lot to this episode. Oh, yes. one other thing. Regina, another nickname she said she meant she was talking. She had the exchange with Zelina and called her Greenie. I yes, thought that was hilarious. Yep. Anyway. All right. I want to send big love out to everybody. Thank you for listening to us, however you listen to us. And now that was our first thoughts. What are yours? What did we miss? What do you want to contribute? We're on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, we also have a blog, 
And you can get all that information by going to Once Upon a Time Podcast dot com slash two zero nine. That's where the show notes and all the links are. So until next time, we're going to sail off and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. See you guys. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>